You're listening to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petrucan, holistic career coach and mindset mentor who specializes in purpose and self-empowerment. If you feel stuck in your career and crave meaning and joy in your everyday life, you've come to the right place. I went from being an anxious recruitment manager, living for the weekend with negative coping mechanisms, to building my own coaching business, helping other women overcome self-doubt so they too can find fulfillment in their career and live up to their ambitions. If I was able to create a life that I am obsessed with, then so can you. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome back, guys. Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I am so happy and excited today because I have a very special guest. I say this every time, but this time she's super special to me personally because um, Deborah is an ex-client of mine. We worked together throughout 2022. And uh, she's actually the first client that I am inviting to come onto my podcast. So uh, please, Devorah, can you give us a little bit of context, uh, you know, to where you were at before when you started your coaching journey um, and just, yeah, like your, your career story in general so that people can understand better um, what situation you were in, what kind of mindset you were in when you started. Okay, so first of all, Estelle, thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm really happy to be part of it. Um, to give a little bit of context about my career, um, I started studying psychology for three years. Then I specialized in human resources. I did my master degree in the, in apprentice in a company. And once I got my diploma, I stayed in this company because they made me an offer at the time. And I felt really well in this company. That's why I, I accepted. Um, at the time I was formed by my previous manager. She was truly an amazing person. And I think she she made me love uh, human resources and my job at the time. Um, and then it was two years ago, almost two years ago, she had an offer in another company. It was a once in a lifetime offer she had to accept. Uh, it was really amazing for her. Um, so she left and I was a little bit anxious at this time because I didn't know um, what, be what would be the following events, uh, who would replace her. Um, it's important to know that I was anxious because it was a small team. It was only me and her. So the, the, the new person, the relationship I would build with her uh, was going to be really important for uh, the following events for me yeah. enjoying this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just also to explain a bit about who you are as a person, you know, like you're someone with who is sensitive, who has such great empathy um, so I think that was also particularly important to you, or that's also another reason why it was so important to you to have a quality relationship with your manager. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. so, so yeah, what happened afterwards? Your ex-manager left and, and what happened? So this, this new person arrived in the company and of course, at first, um, it's a change. So you have to get to know the person and it will all, people always have different ways, uh, of working and that's totally okay. But I think we needed more time, um, than other people could take to get to know each other and fit. Um, and so at this moment, I was really questioning myself because it was already two and a half years in this company and there was this change and it didn't really fit at the beginning. So I was questioning myself. And at this time, I was following you on Instagram. I saw your content about a career um, and if you have any questions or doubt um, that we could book a call with you. And that's what I did. And at first it, it was only to get small advices. I don't really think um, about what it would give uh, after that. And yeah, we booked this call and uh, at the end we started a five months journey together. So there yeah. was a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I something that you brought up during that call, the first call we had, um, was also going through a lot of anxiety because of this uh, work mm -hmm. context, right? So mm -hmm. how would you feel like every day? I was, I, I am someone that is um, naturally anxious and sensitive. So at this time I was, and also I questioned myself a lot. So I was thinking about all the scenarios. I was really anxious about um, just about the fact that if it doesn't work, I have to leave. Mm -hmm. And it was my first job and I was there for more than two years. And I was just anxious and scared about the future, about if I would find a job uh, somewhere else, if I would fit somewhere else. I think also this this um, manager change um, also made me lost in self-confidence mm -hmm. um, because we didn't really fit together. And yeah, I, I thought that if I leave this job, I wouldn't find something else. But that was false. But at the time, <laughs> I really anxious and questioning myself about that also yeah yeah I think a lot of things came together because you know that maybe the trigger was the change of manager but mm. you were already you know suffering from anxiety uh, maybe yeah. not knowing what your next step should be in your career um, and maybe also just asking yourself if something is wrong with you because that relationship wasn't really working out that mm -hmm. positively um it's difficult also when you're in an, such a small team because you you can't um ask your colleagues if they are feeling the same way mm -hmm. or if it's only you feeling this way with this person and um also i was questioning myself about if i wanted to continue to pursue in human resources because i am also truly interested in psychology and um understanding people so Coaching was also something that could interest me. So at this time, I was also questioning myself about all of these topics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And often it all comes together, right? <laughs> um, so what, what really pushed you to, you know, reconsider your career path, like outside from all of these reasons that, you know, you were already struggling with, with your job at the moment, at that time? um what pushed you to want to make a change what you just brought up you know what like being interested in psychology like looking at coaching what was the reason behind you thinking that maybe a career change could be something beneficial for you um as i said i'm i'm someone that i i, I often really ask myself so many questions and I imagined all the scenarios and sometimes it's really exhausting to think about all these scenarios all the time and I was just thinking okay now I have to stop all these thoughts and I have to take um, risks to mm -hmm. change something in my life. I, I felt like that for a few months and for me feeling um, in a certain way in a negative way it can only last a few months, then I have to to, to take actions. Mm -hmm. So that was maybe the, the first step that that made me want to to change at this moment. And um and yeah also I'm still I'm still so young. I don't have uh, kids, I don't have um a house to pay or something. So if I need to take risks, it's now. And mm -hmm. I thought it was the, the best moment to, to take those risks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would even add, you know, you're someone who um who is very um who's who's very ambitious as well, you know. Mm. I think like that's something uh which also is the reason why sometimes you can be so negative with yourself or you used to be. Because mm -hmm. there, there's a big side of you that is a perfectionist that wants, you know, to do things right. You are a high achiever. Um, mm -hmm. Just to mention, Deborah speaks three languages fluently. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> we actually speak the same languages. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so, you know, there's all of these things as well that come into play, I think, for, for you wanting to make that decision, you know, just wanting uh, to have a career that you truly love and where you can excel, right? And also really to to find a purpose, you know, I I think it's a little bit cliche to say I don't want a job where I just wake up in the morning, go to work, take the metro, do my uh, job from nine o'clock to seven o'clock and then just go home, sleep and do the same the next day. Um, but I, I think when you spend five time, five days a week, uh, somewhere, you need to, you need to feel good. And for me, it was important also to, to find the purpose and to do something that really, um, thrills me, you know, something that really, um, motivates you. Yes, really something that motivates me. And I knew that, that my interests were in helping people, um, understand people, uh, talk with them, discover them, etc. And I knew that at this moment, it was not really what I was experiencing. So mm. I had to change. Mm. And, uh, and someone could tell you right now from an outside perspective, okay, but you were already in HR. So, mm -hmm. so what was missing? Um, I think it depends again, um, which role, which role you have, which missions you have. And there are, HR is really, you have a lot of mission uh, as an HR and, um, some of the missions were not that interesting for me, uh, because mm -hmm. I was. I wanted to focus more on development, um, um, yes, coaching, recruitment, etc. And sometimes I had to work on stuff that was not really interesting, but that's mm -hmm. part of it. It's okay. But I think you can find a job where it's more specific in the and do the tasks you want to do. Um, and I'm sorry, but why was I saying that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was asking you because. You know, you were saying, yeah, um, I felt the need for more purpose, for meaning, um, enjoying my work. And, and that's something that you enjoy is having that connection with people. Right. So I was just kind of asking you and playing the devil's advocate saying, but you were you were working in HR. So how was that not enough? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and and I think it was not enough also because um I lost also in autonomy uh, in my mm -hmm. job. I don't know if you say it in English autonomy. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really lost in, in autonomy uh, because of my new manager. And I was also frustrated because of this. Um, it was always the... She, she was always using her um, long experience, 10, 15 years experience in human resources to tell me how I should do my work and I am always um, taking advices from some from other people but sometimes I wasn't uh, okay with what she asked me to do and that was also a problem in in this position that I lost my autonomy and um, and that I was working sometimes on missions that wasn't interesting and purposeless also mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what is it that allowed you to get unstuck? Like, could you take us through the process? So I think now people have a pretty clear idea of where you were at, you know, when we started the coaching journey, um, all your frustrations, I think it's pretty clear. And I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with it as well, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what take us through the, the process of how you could get unstuck from that situation. Mm. So um I think the first thing is to, to just think, okay, this is my limit. It's the first thing is to know where your limit is. And then um, when we started talking, um, what helped me get unstuck 
At the time, I told you I lost a lot of self-confidence. And when we started the coaching, um, the fact that we really clicked, we really had a connection and you saw the things in me I couldn't see anymore uh, was really helped me to get unstuck in, in from the situation and to start to believe in myself again and start to work on myself. Um, and I think this is really important when you feel stuck in a situation to just talk to people around you. If you can't, if you can't do a coaching uh, journey, that's okay. But just talk to the people that are important to you and help you get unstuck un, un uh, of your situation and just see another vision of your problem. So I think maybe that helped me a lot at first. Mm -hmm. And just the fact to... Sometimes when you have a problem, you see negativity everywhere. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need to take the problem and to take it in small pieces and think, okay, I don't need to solve all the problem all at once, mm -hmm. but set small goals. And that was really great in our coaching journey because every two weeks I had small goals to achieve. And this helped me a lot. Um, yeah, to, to, to solve all this situation. Yeah, yeah, I feel that sometimes when suddenly there's a problem, and especially with your work, because it takes so much space in your everyday life, you know, that it becomes this huge mountain and this huge problem. And mm -hmm. it can get really overwhelming to be like, okay, so now I have to figure out what's going to be my next move, how I'm going to be able to do it, where, where should I look, who's going to help me, uh, am I good enough? Do I have the skills? And so, yeah, I think that you explained that really well. The first thing is to talk and ask for help. I think like seek support is is a mm -hmm. huge one. Just to feel less lonely and express, you know, the way you feel that that's huge and like being able to process your emotions and just I think that comes with a lot of acceptance. Just accepting that you're not okay. I would say that's the first step. You know. Because sometimes mm -hmm. our ego doesn't want us to accept that as well. It's it's hard to accept that we're not okay. <laughs> that, yeah, totally. Yeah. And most of the people just do something else to forget about the fact that they are not feeling well. Like maybe watch a film or mm -hmm. or go out, drink, etc. But I think this can be a long term situation. You cannot stay like that too long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you meant as well with like, you need to know your limit at some point. It's like, okay, clearly this is not just a phase, like something is wrong. Something's not aligned. I need to mm -hmm. do something about it. And then, yeah, starting to uh, recognize your strengths and, and your qualities, right? Can mm -hmm. you maybe elaborate a little bit on that? Like what helped you specifically, um, you know, see yourself in a different light? being less self-critical mm, i think we started um with small exercises where i can remember you asked me to ask my friends and um lover what they thought about me and this was this was an amazing exercise because they wrote so many beautiful things about me and it really made me cry at the moment <laughs> but i thought it's amazing how can people think such beautiful things about me and at the same time how can one person aka my manager um, make me feel so so bad mm -hmm. and then also I think what it's important is that you if you are not in the right place at the moment you will find the right place somewhere else and sometimes you can feel bad you can feel bad about the situation. Um, I don't know how to explain this. Um, Take your time. Sometimes it's just that you are not um, in the right place. So for me, I was with a manager who had different ways of working than me, but it didn't mean that I wouldn't um, fit someone somewhere else. Mm. Um, and that was important to understand. Um, and during the coaching journey, we really worked on my strengths. Uh, we really defined what um, was important to me, what I uh, love to do, um, 
at work, but also in my personal life and to focus on all of those things. Um, it also really helps you to, to gain this self-confidence uh, again and to think, okay, um, maybe today I'm not in the right place, but tomorrow I will be in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy to make um, generalizations. You know, when you're in a situation that's negative and just thinking immediately, assuming that something's wrong with you, mm -hmm. you know, when sometimes you just need a little shift or you need to see things differently and you need to see recognizing that there are actually other areas of your life where you are thriving and you are doing great. And, and yeah, that you definitely have a lot of things for yourself. Um, but you've spent so much time the months before focusing on the negative that, you know, making that bridge, taking like doing that on your own sometimes can be really difficult, mm -hmm. you know, taking that distance and starting to recognize all those beautiful things that make you who you are. Um, okay. So, so you started gaining self-confidence and what happened next? Then we really had to work on on goals, uh, on how we could make a change. Uh, now that I felt better about this um, this transition, and we were exploring at the time what would be great for me. Um, so I took the decision to maybe explore more this uh, coaching uh, stuff and. We set goals around all of this. And at the time, I uh, talked to different coach. I asked them questions about their, um, uh, about their journey. And I also realized they had all different journeys. And mm -hmm. it was really comforting uh, to know that all experiences are different. Um, I had to explore also the different, um, uh, how do you say, uh, formation, the different... Um, like certifications or courses. Yeah, the different certifications. Um, and we were really tracing like my, my, my ideal um, career path and, mm -hmm. and setting small goals because too big at once would be too difficult, but really small goals. And at first it was just doing researches about the, 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 about being a coach, then meeting coach, then looking for certifications. And, um, and then at the end, um, I, I even took the decision to at first work in a company uh, that worked with coach to interact with them. Uh, and in the second part of my career to become a coach. Um, mm -hmm. it yeah. was a long I, I think that's super interesting, like super important to mention because it's um, everything is a journey, obviously. Things don't happen from one night to another. And mm. and I think it's, it's good to highlight that here with your story is that um, Throughout the months, you started gaining confidence and clarity on what you wanted. and But also with this like realistic view and realization that not everything needs to happen now. Like you can take your time. Um, you can take your time, you know, create that space to explore what you want. Have those talks with different people. Uh, make sure that it is really, truly what you want, you know. Um mm -hmm sign up to a course, like to learn more, to gain new skills, more knowledge. And, and also just the decision itself, I think gave you a lot of, of security and safety saying, I think in the long term, I want to be a coach. Like it seems like something that really aligns with who I am. However, mm -hmm. right now I'm also aware that I'm still young. I still lack some maybe experience. Um, and so I want to enter that industry and work for someone as an employee before starting maybe my own business, right? And my own practice. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, like, that's a beautiful way of, of, you know, describing your journey, what is going to happen in the future, and also with, like, a lot of compassion and a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. 
and and this is really a a month um so many months of work that we are um resuming in 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 a few sentences but um i think you really need to be to be patient and um and whatever needs to happen will happen in the way it needs to happen <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like that's also something that's so interesting and a bit like what you just said was like talking to different coaches you also realize everyone's experience and journey is going to be different uh but i think the most beautiful thing is that as long as you're being intentional about making decisions and progressing in a way that's aligned with you know what you're looking for and and what fulfills you and you're in that search active search of finding your purpose and and finding opportunities and and new ideas that align with that then there's truly nothing that can go wrong mm, truly the the best is just to take the risks because you cannot regret taking risks but you can regret not taking them so mm -hmm. yeah. Can you talk about any risk, for example, that you took where you felt maybe very scared? And... <laughs> <laughs> totally, yes. The, the most um, recent risk uh, was last week. <laughs> <laughs> I finally gave up my resignation, um, even if I don't have a job yet. Um, mm -hmm. But I was really... At first, I was really thinking about, okay, I want security. I want to be sure I will have a job when I leave. I don't want to have uh, financial problems, etc. And I thought also that it will it would make me really anxious to give my resignation without having a plan. But I couldn't go on anymore um, staying in this company. And once I gave my resignation, I still have three months to uh to work in this company. So for me, I really had to take this risks to this risk. And surprisingly, I was so um relieved when I gave when I gave my resignation. Uh, I felt so free and no anxiety. And at this moment I really knew it would give me uh, a boost. Mm -hmm. It would give me energy to um get the life I want. And yeah sometimes it's good to ask your, yourself questions but sometimes it's good also to take risks but okay you need to calculate some stuff mm -hmm. for me it's okay to take this risk because I put enough money um, in case I wouldn't find a job in three months um, and yeah and this is one of the the biggest risks and, and people around me told me oh you're crazy nobody does that uh, everyone is looking for a job before leaving and i was like yeah whatever but my experience is different and let me show you that in 3 months everything will be okay mm -hmm. we'll talk in 3 months <laughs> yeah yeah i love that so yeah you just uh, you just went with your intuition and i think i mean we started working together around a year ago um, it was already on your mind. The whole process we went through really helped you, you know, get clear, more confident, uh, also strategic with job searching, right? Because we'll we'll get into that in a second. But I think some results you already had gotten the last few months from networking, talking mm. to other companies, knowing exactly what you're looking for also gave you the reassurance that this was the right choice right now that you needed to mm. you know finally resign and and create that space in your head as well to like you know yes. finally be done with this like you know even though you still have to show up to work every day you know mm. this is the end and and with that there's a lot of emotions that also are released where you can create yes um space literally and your energy for your future for the next step yeah that's truly it it really cleared um space in my head and now i feel that i have so much more energy to go to go get this new job <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the few the few last months like since we stopped working together which was around october 2022 mm -hmm. Um, what were the, the steps that you have taken? 
how have you made sure that you stayed consistent in this plan of you know leaving and and finding a new job so for for me it was really um I was sure about the fact that if I left my actual company, it was to join a company that was um, that was uh, in in the mental health industry. Um, I really wanted something in self development, mental health, and to be able to work with people that um, are kind kind of like me or. Uh, okay to work on themselves and people that are just interesting to work with and also I knew that in this industry I would meet uh, psychologists and coaches and that I would also learn from them because before becoming a coach myself um, so I really uh, spotted the different companies um, in France, but also in the UK, uh, in the United States, etc. I spotted this, this, those different companies, um, and then just uh, it, it's a lot of researchers. It's a lot of research uh, to first see if they have a job, and if they don't, to just give your um, uh, how do you say candidature your um, your application your application. Um, and so the, 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 the months after we, we stopped our, our coaching journey, it was a, a lot of researches, uh, applications, um, talking also with people in those companies to see, because sometimes they can reject an image of the company, but when you talk with the people in the company, you can maybe hear other, um, other things you didn't, uh, you didn't thought, um, yeah, most of it was. And how did these conversations help you? Something crazy that happened to you, for example, I remember it was when was it in November with one of the companies you had targeted? Something crazy happened. I I don't remember what it is. <laughs> when you when you started networking with uh, with this company that you thought was like your dream company. And, and you started I, yeah. having conversations and, and they just told you, oh, there's this new job that just opened up and I think it would be ideal for you. Oh yeah, that was amazing. Um, so I was, uh, I, I, I found a company. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I found a company. I talked to someone in this company and at first I was, I, I just wanted to talk to see how were the values in this company and maybe I could do a spontaneous application. And um, this person, she, it was really funny because the company was actually in the same building as mine. Uh, and we noticed it when we wanted to call and she told me, uh, are you working at this company? And I was like, yeah. And she told me, uh, I think we are in the same building. <laughs> so immediately we just, um, met and uh, just uh, drink a coffee and um, at this moment she told me yeah it's uh, uh, she told me about the company and at the moment I had to meet her uh, they posted a new job offer in human resources and I was like what the fuck so they're in the same day <laughs> and I, I tried to talk to someone in the company and suddenly there is the offer uh, that is um, that is available so when we met, we talked about this offer. Um, yeah, and it was uh, it was really great because I I I, I had different uh, interviews with this company. I got the job, and uh, finally, it didn't work out. <laughs> it was a little bit strange. Uh, at the uh, they told me during the interviews that they had um, financial issues, and I think it got worse. Uh, it got worse uh, during the time we, between the time they made me the offer and then they called me back and they de declined it because they mm -hmm. had financial financial difficulties and they had to, uh, they also had to, how do you say? Um, buy your people. Buy your people in the mm -hmm. company. Yeah. But, and what was the biggest 
lesson for you out of this experience that was really crazy? Yeah, what was really crazy is that I was, I wanted, I wanted it to work. I think I'd, I was so impatient to leave my actual company that I wanted that the first company I met in um, mental health industry, etc. I wanted it to work. I truly wanted it, and there were red flags during the interviews. For example, about the financial stuff, mm -hmm. about also my future manager. He was also maybe a little cold and I thought, I don't know if it will work. And there were a few red flags that I wanted to ignore. Mm -hmm. And then when I got the offer, I was like, okay, it's interesting. It's uh, I can leave my actual job. I can sit, stay in the same building. So get to see my friends from my previous job, etc. Everything was sexy. And then I thought, hmm, but there are red flags. And then two days later, they called me back and told me all of this, uh, mm -hmm. all of the situation. And in a certain way, I was relieved mm -hmm. because I thought, okay deep deep down uh i knew that i didn't really want it yeah uh, it felt off mm -hmm. it felt yeah off. yeah and so i think like a lesson in that is also you know take your time uh mm. be aware of red flags and um and yeah and and, and trust your intuition as well you know truly mm. sometimes mm. something might seem great at first and you you get so excited about it, but it's okay to change your mind as well. Like as mm -hmm. things come up and as you experience more talking to people, networking and like getting to know the company better or the people who work in it, like you can also start really relying on your intuition to know what is the right decision to make or not. Yeah. And and also the fact that it was um, the first time I, I did interviews again, the last mm. time was... Three, three years ago and the fact that I met different people in this company and also the CEO that were that and the CEO he is working with coach psychologist etc and the fact that we had such an interesting conversation it also really made me gain self-confidence again I thought okay so I'm not the problem I met four different people in the same company and all of them want want to work with me mm -hmm. so this really helps also. So, and and that's really the problem when you are scared of something, you are just thinking about it and feeling anxious. But sometimes you just need to do it, and then you'll see it will be, it will be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as you think. And I think that this first experience, even though it didn't end up in you accepting the offer and being hired. Um, it helped you, you know, realize that oh, this process is actually pretty straightforward. And I don't need to get overwhelmed and I can just be me and, and, you know, it's, it, it works. Um, okay. So I'm going to try to wrap it up a little bit, but if you had to compare, you know, Deborah from a year ago, from the start of 2022 with Deborah from 2023. So right mm -hmm. now, <laughs> what would you say has changed the most? Ah, uh, I would say the confidence and the discipline also um i trust myself more and i also trust life more uh, i really think that my philosophy today is really if something needs to happen it will happen and if it's not working uh, even if you don't understand why yet uh, you will understand it and um yeah i think it's it's really what changed the most that I, I I trust myself and the fact that I can do it and the fact that um, I can be disciplined about it also. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the patience, yeah. I would say as well. Yeah, really the patience also. I am, I, I, I am, I still am someone that can be impatient, but I am more patient now. Um, thinking that yeah if if it, it it has to need it it has to take the time that it has to take mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and um what about the perfectionist trait <laughs> ah yes 
sometimes that also changed. Um, sometimes you cannot control everything. Um, and that's the problem with anxiety is that you want to control everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just important to let go and to think that you cannot control everything and that everything cannot be perfect. And even if you want to be perfect everywhere, you are not going to please everyone. You are not going to be loved by everyone. And, and that's also something that I accepted. It's not totally accepted, but it's better. <laughs> yeah. And I remember even in your personal life examples of where you started setting more boundaries, doing less of people pleasing because you were building that trust and that self-confidence and what you just said, you know, accepting that sometimes I'm just not going to be loved by everyone and I cannot be everywhere all the time and, and just starting to prioritize more uh, what's important mm -hmm. to you, no? Yeah. And, and what also changed a lot was all of my, all of my anxiety, um, I feel more peace now. I, I feel also more confident about the fact that time will heal everything. Um, yeah, so that changed also a lot. Mm -hmm. during... And uh, and another thing that I saw was you opening up more and more to like synchronicities, signs from the universe, you know, whether you're religious, spiritual, whatever, but you start like a lot of things happen that were really crazy <laughs> right really a lot of crazy a lot of crazy stuff but it could take another podcast to talk about. <laughs> okay we'll get into it next time but maybe one short example could be fun uh one short example um I was um, passing my driving license um, last year also, so a lot of changes. And um, I was so scared. Uh, I was so scared about it, so anxious, because it was really something I didn't want to do. I couldn't imagine myself driving, etc. So I always pushed it and thought, okay, maybe I will do it next year or next year or in two years. I don't know. And then finally, last year, I, I, I did it. And... Um, I was really scared during the exam and I made a small mistake, but I didn't know if it would work out or not. And I remember I had a call with my sister and I told, I was so overthinking. I told her, I don't know, I think I I, I didn't get it. I think, na, 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 na. and I was, I was just feeling so anxious. And I remember before the exam, I just thought, but it's, I just thought, okay, if I see a butterfly, then it means I will get my 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 driving license. And then I thought, no, 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 you cannot think like that because if you don't see a butterfly, you would be more anxious. <laughs> and, um, and why butterflies? Because it's uh, it's really um, it's it has a signification uh, in my family. Uh, we have uh, loved ones that passed away, uh, unfortunately, and uh, and butterflies really are the symbol of those people we loved and um and i was on the phone with my sister and i i talked about my about the exam and about how scared i was and then suddenly my on my uh, on my keys i have a butterfly and it and it fell on the floor like at this time at this moment it fell on the floor and i was like what the fuck okay this means and not even a, the whole key it detached from the rest of the key really, right? it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Detached, it detached from the rest of the keys and it just fell on the floor and I was like okay maybe this is a sign that I got my driving license I need to stop overreacting and just wait to see if I got it mm -hmm. and then a few days later I got the big news that I passed my driving license and since this moment I was like okay, the universe is sending me signs. I need to listen to them. I need to <laughs> process. I need to trust life. And and then after that, there were so many other experiences that were amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think that going through life with this, uh, and that's something you told me in the last session we had, and we got very emotional back then, and we mm -hmm. both cried. And it was, I think to me, the most beautiful thing you said, it was 
I thought I was going into this coaching journey just to change careers or whatever, you know, or like get motivated. But what, like, yeah, the way I come out of it now is that I feel the support, like mm. unconditional support from the universe and just the certainty inside of me, which I think is really the key at the end of the day to being patient, to feeling serene, um, to being okay with rejections, with people saying no, sometimes with, with things not working out. It's just having that trust in yourself and in you know what surrounds you and deciding to see the good and the love that is surrounding you um, mm-hmm. and being able to connect more to that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's again another episode. <laughs> um, what are your future goals? How do you see things evolve now in your life? Ah, my future goals. Oh, I have so many. I'm so excited. Um, truly, I think to find um, to find purpose in what I'm doing, to find a company where I feel um, where I feel good, people with who I connect, and just a job where I can be myself and feel fulfilled. Um, these are my short-term goals. And then long-term goals is to be myself a coach and help people to get through the same things I felt. Um, I think the fact that I work in human resources can also help a lot because um, transitioning in career is something that I can work on, but also managing your emotions uh, your anxiety and also working on a grieving journey is something I can I can do and all of that is is um, subjects I want to work on with people that struggle the same way I struggled mm-hmm. so yeah this is yeah. my long-term vision <laughs> I love it I love it which is one of the things uh you you did right that one of the exercises was to create your vision board uh, yeah, there in your room, and it's so beautiful. It's <laughs> this vision board. I did it at the beginning of a coaching journey, and at the end of the year, I, I I watched it and I thought, wow, I did more than the half of what was on this uh, vision board. And yeah, that's really that's impressive. It. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, what message would you share with someone who's you know, currently stuck in a job they don't enjoy, uh, who's experiencing a lot of anxiety, who's just seeing everything black at the moment, you know, and just, yeah, just feeling stuck, I guess. I think I would say that, of course, negative experiences are not fun to to experience, but you have to go through this to realize that you want something else. This is the first thing. All experiences are good to take, uh, positive or negative, um, because every experience is learning you something, um, even if it was a traumatic one. Um, I would say also that everything happens for a reason, even if you understand it months later or years later. Um, every problem has a solution, and you 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 will find it with time and effort. You just need to. Yeah, you just need to 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 know your limit. Um, yeah, and and I know I know it's really easy to say, um, but you 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 really need to trust this. Uh, I was myself in a in a really dark place after my father died. Um, I had a lot of um, post traumatic anxiety, and at this moment, I was such in a dark place. I thought I will never go out of this if I feel like that for the rest of my life uh, it would be horrible and um, I really lost interest in life I lost uh, I didn't know what I would do with my life (laughs) it was really it was really dark and I remember one friend that lost her mom she told me please just be patient I assure you that in one year everything will be different and at the moment, I was like, what the fuck? In one year, nothing would be different. I was so negative. And one year later, things were already different. Not perfect, but already different. And 
sometimes you just need to have perspective and think, okay, today I am feeling like shit, but in a year, this will not be important anymore. Mm. And yeah, it's life is just like that. You have difficult experiences, but thanks to this experience, you grow and, and then you know what you want and don't want. And and you get stronger every experience uh, you get stronger so i would say just be patient time heals everything and if you have difficulties just talk to someone around you um someone you trust and maybe you can also write a letter to yourself that's what i did um most of the time when i i felt uh really in a dark place I just wrote a letter to myself and when I read it one year later I was like damn <laughs> <laughs> changes. and sometimes you can be so dramatic and so overreacting and yeah and when you just see wh where you were one year ago and then you see where you are one year later you you mm. feel more calm. That's really awesome. helpful, I feel. You know, it's a bit like getting those notifications sometimes of, oh, two years ago you were there with the picture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of brings you back to the moment. And I feel like journaling is the same, like in keeping those notebooks when you read back things from the past. So I encourage you to start journaling now if it's not something you're doing. Um, it really helps you, yeah, understand that emotions just pass. They're temporary and mm -hmm. they they're not your thoughts or emotions they're not you like mm -hmm. it's just present in that moment and if they're here it's for a reason and it's because you got to face them and mm -hmm. and understand where they're coming from so that you can heal from and process them and and uh and move on with exactly what you said with that mentality of i am stronger i know myself better and mm -hmm. i have more tools now to to face new challenges yeah. You almost made me cry, but thank you so much. <laughs> I saw you starting to cry. I was like, don't look no. at this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Deborah. I love you. You know how much I love you. I I loved working <laughs> with you. I think you're such a light in this world. And, uh, and I just can't wait to see all the beautiful things that you're going to achieve in the future. Thank you so much. But it's it's really, you helped me a lot through this journey. You made me see things I couldn't see in myself. And you were really patient also with myself because sometimes I made big steps and then I was just crawling back to my dark places and you really helped me to get through this. So thank you so much for everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's important to say too. It's not always linear, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. two steps, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, you're so welcome, and uh, <laughs> and we'll speak soon. <laughs> Thank you Bye, so guys. much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the From Self Doubt to Success podcast. Head to the show notes to book your free consultation call and learn more about my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, The Female Success Formula, and how I can help you design your dream career and life. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed this episode so that more women like you can find it and benefit from it. Take care, sending you love and light always. <laughs>